0: Hi, I'm Lalita Krishnan, and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 21 of Heart of Conservation Podcast. I bring you stories from the wild that keep us connected to the natural world. This episode is all about the Tharum Forest in the Doon Valley. The forest in Deradun has been in the news lately because the Uttarakhand government has sought the National Wildlife Board's approval to transfer 243 acres of forest land to the Airport's Authority of India. They want to expand the local existing Jolly Grant Airport into an international airport. The why, what, where and how are questions everybody wants to know. You can hear the facts from three prominent Dune citizens who are my guests on this episode. Lokesh Ori is an anthropologist, historian, writer and cultural activist and also founder of BTDT, which is the Been been There, Dune That group. Abhijay Negi is a young activist lawyer and also founder of MAD, which stands for Making a Difference. Both are active drivers of the hashtag Save Thano movement. I'm also speaking to Sanjay Sondhi, who's a well-known naturalist, founder of Thitli Trust and a community development and livelihood expert. Hi, Ms. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Uh, with reference to your article in The Pioneer, uh, you heard about these plans way back in 2003. So the ex- this yeah. uh, expansion will basically flatten a great chunk of uh, the Thano forest. So could you start by telling us what transpired in that conversation? Because I think it's important the history.
1: Yeah. So it was uh, it was a meeting for uh, for uh, tourism stakeholders, which was happening. In the tourism department, and because I do several projects with the tourism department, I was a part of that meeting, and the chief minister was also part of the meeting, and he was addressing all of us. And at that point in time, the Union Civil Aviation Minister walked in. It was unscheduled. He was probably uh, visiting Dehradun and he decided to call on the chief minister right there, in the meeting. And that's when I first heard about this plan of expanding the airport and adding the night landing facilities, because until now Dehradun airport does not have you know, night landing. Facilities.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: So we don't have a lit, lit up runway, so we can only have flights in the daytime. So that was the time when the union, when the state's civil aviation secretary first, you know, introduced this idea that uh, perhaps we could have night landing facilities and we could expand the airport. So, uh, the minister questioned him about why they wanted to do it. And the reasoning that he gave at that point in time was that that because uh, at times there is a lot of congestion at the Delhi airport.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, Dehradun being just 45 flying minutes away from Delhi probably the aircraft could land here and give some additional revenue to the state. Okay. So, uh, this argument was rebutted by the Civil Aviation Minister, saying that uh, this would not be required, because these services would not be required, because very close to Delhi, in a place called Greater Noida in mm. Jewan, uh, they are already building India's biggest uh, national airport, even bigger than the, uh, the Indira Gandhi terminal which okay. is the Delhi airport. So mm-hmm. all the night landing, if there is congestion or if there is fog in Delhi, which it is during winter times, there's a lot of fog in Delhi. Okay. So visibility being poor, the flights cannot land. So he, was, he suggested that perhaps they could take a call later on. And at that point in time, I, uh, none of us realized that the expansion would uh, happen at the expense of the forest. Because the, the airport right now abuts, uh, you know, two areas. One is the Thano Forest area and the other other area on the other side, towards the western side, is already uh, agricultural area. Okay. So as long as the airport expands in the agricultural area and people get compensated for the land that the government acquires, mm-hmm. uh, we don't have any issue. We don't mind uh, mm-hmm. expansion of the airport but we are concerned about the about the 10,000 trees that will fall for this planned expansion, and this has only come to light now because once we have seen the uh, the environment impact assessment report of the national airport authority, and then we come to realize that this is what the government is planning. Okay. And, and, and That raises the heckles.
0: I know. Dune citizens have been working for years to save the rivers. The Rispana given a special perennial stream status. And this proposed airport also constructed will be close to Song River. So the implications of this for the river, for for the wildlife, all life around it uh, would be quite huge. Yes,
2: yes, definitely. It's a huge cost involved.
0: Right, and there's also talk of, I mean, not the airport not only being created for commercial flights and parking of aircrafts in the night and stuff, but also for the yeah. by use for the air force. Both of which, according to you, is really not necessary because there's another it's airport a class, like?
1: argument. I think that all the projects that are being undertaken in Uttarakhand now. So the moment people start opposing them, they use this, uh, you know, the smokescreen to say that it's, uh, it's, a, it's because of national security. And all these people who are, who, who are uh, crying about the environment and ecology, these people are posing a security risk to the nation. Uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to counter that argument with the water security issue. What about India's water security Because if the song gets polluted and the song contaminates the Ganga, then one-tenth of humanity is at risk because the Ganga supports one-tenth of humanity in terms of its water requirements. Now, uh, we already have two Air Force bases. We have an Air Force base at Sarstava near Mm Saharanpur, which is like... Uh, you know, an Air Force aircraft takes about 8 minutes to reach their from Sarsawa. Mm-hmm. We have another big Air Force base near Delhi at uh, So most of these uh, fighter aircraft, they are supersonics and stuff like that. They take like very very short times to uh, reach the Himalayan frontiers. So if we already have Air Force bases which are equipped with all the Air Force uh, material. Mm. Uh, how, how is a commercial airport going to help the security yeah. of the nation is Point. something that I don't <laughs> understand.
0: Yeah, if it's already there, why another one? Right. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah, so I'm saying that uh, because we already have these two air force bases and we have airfields uh, much closer to the border. So we have two air, uh, two airfields uh, right on the border one in Kithoragrara and one Culture, so which cover Garhwal and Kumaon, which are mm-hmm. the regions on the on the India-China frontier. So um, expanding the runway in dehradun means you are expanding it only for the Airbus flights to land. Mm-hmm. Now Airbus flights are essentially commercial flights; they have no security angle to them, and so. Uh, now we have been talking to the various agencies uh, like uh, like the agencies under the Ministry of Environment and Forests,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the sense that I'm getting from Delhi is that that Uttarakhand as a state has been the most reckless in terms of forwarding proposals for uh, you know for infrastructure. Uh, they have not looked at the wildlife angle. They have not looked at the forest angle, and they are. They are very, very, uh, you know, callous about the ecological angles. Uh, so I am getting information that even states like Arunachal Pradesh, yeah. which are much more, you know, precariously placed in India in terms of security issues, uh, they still uh, look at uh, environmental costs in great detail. In, in the case of the airport in Darjeeling, the forest land has been transferred to the National Airports Authority, by making this one reference to the environment angle saying that in conversations with forest officials, it was found that no schedule one species is yeah. found in the forest.
0: That's amazing uh, so because so, it's called an yeah. elephant reserve. <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> uh-huh. so what? why did they name it the Shivalik <laughs> Elephant Reserve if no elephants are found there? <laughs> and it is common knowledge i mean even when we went uh, for the protest we saw uh, you know deer marks on the, mm. on the sands uh, we this and uh, there are so many research papers which say that this is the last uh, uh, last surviving habitat of the great slaty uh, woodpecker so the great slaty woodpecker is the largest woodpecker species found in the world it's the largest oh. bird amongst all the woodpeckers in the world. <laughs> okay. yeah. And this is the Kano forest, is the last uh, last surviving uh, habitat for the great slaty woodpecker. So, uh, you know, and this is a highly endangered species. And even when you look at uh, Schedule 1, uh, the Schedule 1 has elephant, it has leopard, it has
2: pea mm. fowl.
1: Uh, all and all these species are very commonly seen in the in the thana forest. Any person who has walked through the forest can tell you that these species are found there. No. So, what were they thinking? What uh, um, I mean, who was consulted? They said we have consulted forest officials.
2: Okay. They did not even
1: name the forest officials. That's why I wrote in the article that if they name the forest officials, these forest officials uh, should be sacked. If, if a forest official does not even know what the schedule one is
2: then right.
1: how is he expected to know the other schedules?
2: Yeah, and,
1: and it's their job to protect the forest that's that's what they are paid for right. that's what they are trained for
0: yeah what he said about uh, you know it was very true that we are creating tourism infrastructure by destroying the very experience yeah. a visitor yeah. seeks yes yeah so it's
2: very ironical <laughs>
0: It's sad, but yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's What's next? I mean, when are they going to make this uh, decision?
1: Yeah, actually, they still need uh, approvals from two key bodies from the government. Mm-hmm. So, we are working on a strategy that we should raise uh, that much noise, mm. that... Uh, that these permissions do not come through. But uh, given Uttarakhand's track record, like they don't even wait for the final approvals to come and they start work on the project.
2: Yeah. And
1: uh, so we have seen that in the case of the the Char Dham Mahamar mm-hmm. project, the, the four-lane highways going all the way up to Badrinath, Kedarnath, that they did not even conduct an environment impact assessment and just went ahead with the construction. So, given that track record, we are also keeping the legal options open.
2: Okay. We are,
1: um, we are collecting the data. We are uh, consulting the lawyers. We are. Uh, so, a lot of groups in Dehradun have come together for the first time. I am seeing that
2: really <laughs>
1: uh, all all the yeah all the environmental environmentally conscious and socially conscious groups have come together, and uh, we are all uh, working in a coordinated way so that. Uh, The legal option is also ready.
0: That's good to hear. That's hope. (laughs) And I hope Jolly Ground stays the way (laughs) it is. It's so quaint and lovely. You know, there's a sense of uh, homecoming when you reach there, unlike these big commercial uh, airports. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you so much for your time and enlightening us about what's happening on the ground. So thanks, Abhijay, uh, for speaking to me on Heart of Conservation podcast.
3: Most welcome and thank you for
0: having me. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks, Abhijay. Uh, As the activist Uh founder of MAD, which stands for Making a Difference by Being the Difference, you have spearheaded Uh several environmental causes, including uh, the river rejuvenation, wall transformations, plantation activities, earthquake relief operations, Uh etc. But you're also... uh, original resident of Doon. Now with the proposed expansion of the Doon airport up to 10,000 trees they're saying could be chopped down. And this must be really very close to your heart as a resident of Doon. So what does Thano mean for you? You know, I thought, let me ask you that first. So Thano means to me and to every
3: nature-loving Doonite one of the last remaining green spaces where you could Hear birds talking in their own language, where you can spot the occasional deer, where uh, you can just be lost in the awe of nature, you know, and be at one with your inner self. People Mm -hmm. called Deradun the city of grey hair and green hedges, Mm -hmm. and it was meant to be uh, this kind of a conservation bastion for Mm -hmm. the country for the state, and it was not a burden imposed on Dehradun. It came naturally to the Doon Valley because it was a valley. Because if you look at the Dehradun um, district or the Doon Valley, it is uh, uniquely placed between two major river systems of India. Ganga is on its east and Yamuna is on its west. And uh, when we talk of Ganga, there are four tributaries which go into this river. And one of these main tributaries, which is the Song River, comes and cuts across right through Thano.
0: Hmm. And
3: uh, a called Maldevta is also very close by. Thano is very close to the Rajaji National Park and acts like a natural path to it. And that entire route to Rishikesh via Thano is also one of the most beautiful drives a city resident can find. So Thano means a lot to any nature loving donite and therefore this uh, crazy crazy plan deserves to be opposed to Thundale. Right.
0: it is a prettiest stretch I mean even going to the airport right now it's just so lovely to drive through uh, that forest yes. stretch I'm always looking out to see if they'll spot yes. any wildlife and invariably I see some yes. beautiful birds you know and it yes. makes my day <laughs> So you know, this approval hasn't come as yet from the port, right? And Uh Mad and other concerned citizens have held protests to oppose this expansion. I mean, just compared Uh to the Chipko movement, right? Uh So tell me, tell me something about it. How did it start? How did you organize? You know, how did you get Uh so many people to participate?
3: yes so the one thing about mad if i can just give you a small uh, context sure. uh, the organization uh, started functioning in 2011 mm-hmm. and more than an organization is it it is in the nature of a movement uh, much before this entire talk about swachh bharat uh, we as teenagers who had just passed out from school mm-hmm. had uh, got together pulled in our resources and uh, started organizing activities every Sunday because that was the time when we were free and we used our own pocket money resources to conduct these activities. Gradually with time, we started realizing that just our cleaning waste or our planting trees are not going to solve systemic and chronic issues, which is why we also needed to work on policy. And even before this Thano movement, NAD has been successful in protecting the tea estates of Mm. uh, Dune Valley near Premnagar where uh, an equally foolish and hellish plan was Mm -hmm. uh, being uh, discussed which was to concretize the tea gardens of Dune Valley and to replace uh, the lush uh, green tea estates with uh, uh, repulsive structures of concrete in the name of a smart city. Mm, So we at that time in 2016 had campaigned that they should first focus on making the existing city smart. (laughs) Uh, instead of uh, trying to be the most uh, unsmart people and concretize green areas. In addition to that, uh, we had also been successful in uh, pressurizing the then Chief Minister of Uttarakhand, uh, quite directly so because we went and met him, uh, Mr. Harish Rawat, in reversing a cycle ban in Masuri. Imagine, they were banning cycling. Uh, And uh, we had some success with that. So, This is uh, probably the third or the fourth major policy initiative of the government which we are opposing. Like I wouldn't Mm. count the river rejuvenation here because that is something we are proposing. Mm. So it is not just a group of opposition. Many people who are our detractors look at us as uh, permanent uh, pessimists. No, we do oppose anything and everything which has no green footprint, which has no green thought. But that doesn't mean... Uh, we are people who are only about opposing things. Now coming back to Thano specifically, we have a very large volunteer base of around 50 to 60 youngsters who themselves get activated on such issues. And I would really Lalita Ji attract your attention to some of the visuals of the Thano protest hmm. where you will see that all the banners that mad volunteers carried, they were all having cloth yes. cloth banners. I, noticed. Any plastic banner.
0: I noticed.
3: And we were we were we were wearing our masks we were very conscious and then too we were on the streets because this was required to be challenged and uh, it was not just mad as you have rightly noticed several several organizations individuals they turned on their own for some turned up on their own for something like this and we will do it many times all of us are also loosely in touch We are coordinating among ourselves what should be the next step. And MAD for One has been organizing uh, daily Nukkad Nataks outside Gandhi Park. I just uh, got back from one this evening. We will be having one tomorrow, day after. Mm
2: -hmm. We are also
3: planning a series of uh, other protests. We are having meetings. We had one with the Principal Chief Conservator of Forest, uh, a pretty disappointing one. Uh, But uh, nonetheless, we had Mm. one. And uh, we had one with the Uttarakhand Biodiversity Board. And we have urged the Biodiversity Board to come into this situation. So we are doing all that we can to, uh, to stop this, both on the street and off it.
0: Okay, that's, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, I was reading somewhere that um, you attended an internship uh, at an ashram in Thano uh, run by a senior yes. lawyer, Mr. Mehta, is that right? So, what I wasn't sure what internship that was. Do you want to speak about it?
3: Yes. So, in fact, uh, I'm glad that you brought it up because uh, it was in June 2015 that Mr. MC Mehta, who's India's most renowned environmental lawyer, uh, mm-hmm. he organized this camp. He organized this camp at an ashram that he owns in Thano. Hmm. And uh, there we went for bird watching. It was an experience of a kind where we were at one with nature. Hmm. We went into the forest, into the jungle, heard the birds, spotted the deer. Weren't very lucky with the panther. But uh, nevertheless, we could always sense it around. And uh, that is how I can tell you that I know that place firsthand. It is a beautiful place. Mm. And that is why, you know, it was very sad for us to hear the chief minister day before yesterday. He, he said that, you know, it's a political conspiracy. He labeled all our efforts as political conspiracy. And it's very sad that uh, in, 20, in the 21st century for a hill state created on environmental issues mm. as one of the important issues why the state was created and here you have a chief minister who would probably have labelled even the Chipko movement a political conspiracy. So anything that was celebrated worldwide would be a political conspiracy to him. He doesn't even make the effort to understand these issues. And that's why we are trying to sensitise the forest department, the biodiversity board. He's just looking at it from the context of cutting and felling trees. It's not just the tree, it's an entire ecosystem you are jeopardising. It's the... It's the air of the valley. Nobody is stopping them from going into Doiwala and uh, buying private land. Please buy private land and expand your airport as you please. But why do you have to so easily and readily come into the Thano forest like this?
0: So, what is the timeline here? I mean, what, what next? You know, There is a petition uh, for it already.
3: We uh, alert and prepared for uh, any eventuality if we get to know that they are actually getting on the ground with any tree felling. Our hundreds of volunteers will be rushing there and stopping it, if we so physically. Okay. Second thing is, we are preparing legally for all the steps that we have to take. Uh, so far, we are still awaiting to hear from the National Wildlife Board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are uh, trusting our institutions. And uh, we hope that the Uttarakhand Biodiversity Board specifically will play a role here, will mm. will step up to save the biodiversity of the area that is that the government is so eagerly willing to put on the axe. Uh, so we are uh, also working with other like-minded organizations.
2: Okay. Uh,
3: since this is a genu- this is genuinely a city effort, several organizations are up in arms against it and we are coordinating with each one of them. At the same time, we are also working to get into a dialogue with this government. We plan to call upon the relevant bureaucrats, the relevant ministers, if possible, maybe even the chief minister, to put Mm. forward our point of view and to request them to roll it back. So we will do everything in our power.
0: That's good to know. (laughs) Okay, Okay. one question, you know, does your activism uh, come in the way of your career as a lawyer? Yes, it does.
3: That is why I couldn't. If I, I I wanted to have this conversation myself in the afternoon. It does come into uh, the way of my lawyering sometimes because uh, if I do file, if we do file a public interest litigation where I am rep- representing the cause, then all the interviews and everything will stop. Like then I am I restrict myself to the courtroom as they, as our legal ethics require. I've been involved in several public interest litigations uh, even for environmental causes yes. uh, one of them we've got a stay uh, in on any construction activity in the Rajpur area of Doon Valley oh. which is on street uh, okay. we have a stay on uh, any blasting activity in the Nanda Devi biosphere reserve uh, we also have uh, worked on the healthcare system in Uttarakhand where in an ongoing public interest litigation they've asked all the primary health centres, community health centres and district hospitals to submit to a questionnaire that we have prepared Mm -hmm. where we have asked them whether they have the basics of healthcare. so these are all issues I am actively grappling
0: in the courtroom at -hmm. the Nenital High Court Okay. so I can't of
3: course uh, try to generate public opinion on them as much as I might want to Mm
2: -hmm. but
3: since the organisation is involved here and uh, We are very, very ably led by Mr. Karan Kapoor, who is the current uh, president, who's been uh, working very hard in facilitating all these meetings Mm -hmm. and uh, with several volunteers who are also up and doing the job. So, the movement goes on.
0: I wish you all the best in your career and your activism and thank you for your efforts okay <laughs> thank you very much thank you for having me oh thank my you. pleasure I've, I've, this has been close to my heart too because the thought of it just disappearing forever is 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 not acceptable sanjee thank you so much for speaking with me on heart of conservation podcast as a naturalist i'm sure you've going gone to the Thanu forest a zillion times Could you tell us a little bit about the biodiversity, the species, what is it you love about it?
4: So, I mean, uh, you know, we've been going to Thano uh, on on multiple occasions in the last decade. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, close to Deradun, it's one of the best bird watching sites that you can have. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, in recognition of this, if it's, it's bird diversity... The 5th Uttarakhand Spring Bird Festival was held uh, from 9th to 11th March 2018 by the Uttarakhand Forest Department. And during the festival, we uh, released a preliminary checklist of birds of Thano. And at that point in time, the checklist was 175 birds. And uh, the thing, of course, this is just a preliminary list because even during the festival, we added another, I think, six or seven species. Oh. My estimate is that it it would have uh, more than 250 species if properly surveyed, which is incredible. That's
0: incredible. And there's so much more than just birds. The forest itself, the trees over there, what species of trees yeah, the, are most common? The, the forest itself, it's it's a lot of, uh, you know,
2: broad-leaved uh, forest. There's a lot of sal over there.
4: Mm-hmm. It's a great spot for woodpeckers. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure other people have also mentioned that it's one of the few locations, if not the only location close to Gerardun where the great Slaty Woodpecker can be sighted,
0: Which
4: is vulnerable, right? uh, Which is is, uh, IUCN Vulnerable uh, listed, absolutely. And uh, you will not believe it that if you go to Thano, and you stand in front of, uh, just in front of the forest rest house, uh, just standing beside the road, uh, you will spot between 30 to 35 species in the forest around. I mean, just standing in one single location, that's the kind of richness, uh, avian richness that the forest has. Okay. And you're right, it's not just birds, there's also butterflies, there's also lots of other stuff, you know, which actually probably haven't been properly documented. You know, the butterflies uh, uh, has just been opportunistic. take. I mean, we are out there for a, uh, a bird walk and whatever butterflies we see, we document. Hmm. But the quality of forests in that area are such that it's clearly a local biodiversity hotspot. And mm-hmm. uh, to be cutting that to build an rep- airport which is not required <laughs> is just a travesty of
0: justice, yeah. I think. You know? <laughs> I mean, as somebody said, we need fresh air, we don't need more planes and we don't need a Noise pollution, nobody's talking about the noise pollution that airports create, correct, correct. an international airport would. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's not yeah. designated as a hotspot, is it?
4: No, I don't think there's any formal designation as a hotspot.
0: Hmm.
4: Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, see, in the, in the I mean, there are designated, uh, what, what they call important bird areas. I don't think it is even designated as an important bird area. But purely by the number of species that we see, and it's not just birds, even other things, it's, it's a very, very rich Biodiversity hotspot that is so close to the and yeah. so easily accessible. Right.
0: Sanjay, we've covered the wildlife, but you also wanted to speak about the people in and around Thano.
4: Yeah, I said uh, you know uh, Thano itself is such a biodiverse area, and it holds uh, if we develop it properly, it has uh, such a great potential for uh, you know bird watching, homestays.
2: Uh, uh with benefits going to the local community right. in fact uh, titli Trust, that's our ngo and uh, sedar jointly mm-hmm. we are in the we are running a nature
4: guide training program for rural youth mm-hmm. which uh, extends from thano to jhilmil Jail. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's a two year program where we are training uh, you know local youth in that area to become bird guides and nature guides In the hope that uh, you know it becomes a livelihood opportunity. Plus, uh, they are strongly focused on conservation because Mm -hmm. if uh, the area's biodiversity is not there, they won't earn anything from uh, nature guide. Yeah. And the response uh, has been great. I mean, there've been lots of people who have joined, and the youth is very enthused because they see this as a win-win, where Mm -hmm. uh, you know they earn from the area's biodiversity and they also help conserving.
0: Yeah, and they uh, you know can stay at home rather than have to leave the Uh, state uh, and say yeah
4: absolutely absolutely
0: absolutely and the
4: benefit goes to the local community who belong to that area
0: Hmm.
4: i mean uh, you know what could be better than that
0: right absolutely i mean
4: there's no better there's no better incentive for conservation than uh, livelihoods that they can earn uh, living in living in or near their home
0: it's a great initiative thank you so much for this sanjay I hope you enjoyed episode 21 of Heart of Conservation podcast. I'm Lalitha Krishnan. You can read the show notes for this podcast very soon on my blog, Earthy Matters. And if you want to know more about the Thano movement, about uh, the work my guests do, there's lots of information on the net. You can also hear my podcast on Spotify or SoundCloud or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or other platforms of your choice. Till next time, stay safe and keep listening.